It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Do It With Dan podcast. I'm here with Mitch. Mitch is a cool cat. We got to connect um, uh, by me being a guest on his podcast. He was really cool. I enjoyed our conversation. I wanted to continue it. And so I invited Mitch to come and hang out. Mitch is supporting young dudes who want more out of life. Um, I just love that. He's just so chill. I think you guys are going to love him too. So without further ado, diddles, Mitch, introduce the people to who you are, where you're from and what you do. All right. Thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate it. And a uh, pleasure to be here. Uh, appreciate the introduction as well. Yeah. My, my name is Mitch Lagadin. Um, I, I host, as you alluded to, uh, a podcast that you were on. So, so, uh, and it was a great episode. Glad to hear you enjoyed it. It wasn't just a one-sided enjoyment in, in that sense. <laughs> that was double, double down, double down. Um, but yeah, so the, the podcast is called slow down man and it's, it's, um, grammatically how it's written is slow down comma man with mm-hmm. the comma kind of putting a little pause in, in the title, you know? <laughs> I see what you're doing there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like you, like you said, uh, Dan, it's, it's a, a podcast aimed at, at young, young men in, in particular. Mm. And in, in, in that, that is the, the demographic, uh, the target demographic of the podcast. Um, and really it's, it's a, a passion project of mine, something I just love doing and, 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 um, largely because as a young man myself coming up, I realized that like I was in overdrive, um, you know, most of the time in terms of uh, go, 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 not slowing down, no connection with my body, no connection to my emotions. Um, and, and, you know, in, in digging into this, found out that it was it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me having this. Um, so that's kind of where the 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 passion came from and starting slow down man we have conversations with amazing people such as yourself as mentioned we, you, we, i think we released your episode two weeks ago yes a couple weeks um ago. but just about chasing more you know growth becoming just better men better fathers better partners better husbands etc etc beautiful beautiful so guys i just want you to just see what happened here Mitch took a moment to reflect on where he was at, saw that there are other people in the same place and then went out to contribute. Now, he's got a lovely radio voice, so he does a good job and he knows how to converse. So he played to his strengths in terms of what he could do to go out and serve. I find that a lot of people don't answer that call. I can say that because I initially didn't want to answer my call too. Running a podcast, Sometimes there can be costs involved. There's definitely time involved. There's energy involved. Talk to me about where the leverage over yourself to step out and actually serve in this way actually came. Because you could have just gone out and had some conversations yourself with people that are going to uplift you. You could have just made it and kept it about you. What took you over the line to say, I'm going to do something about this and actually go out and serve others? Mm. That's such a good question. You know, I think, and it's funny, Dan, I was thinking about this literally two days ago (laughs) and it's that, and it's that, that, uh, 
that life, it seems like, like, I love how you use the word call. Mm. It, it, it's, and that's what it was like. It was like, th- there were just these signs showing up that I, I should do this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? In, in that I was receiving, you know, part of it was I, I've always kind of received feedback that like, oh, your voice would be great for radio or like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I knew that that was, that was a, a strength, right? That was something um, that I could leverage, but, but you know, also just in, in digging through this stuff and going through my own journey of like, oh God, I'm not connected with my own emotions. Oh, I'm not, um, you know, I, I'm not slowing down myself. I, you know, I'm always in overdrive, not connected with the body, not connected with, with the soul. If we want to even go deeper than that. Um, and there are these signs showing up and it, and I remember just thinking, just having this thought like, Oh, I should start a podcast for, for dudes. Um, and it started with just one kind of thought and then it just kept reoccurring, reoccurring. And then, and then, you know, COVID hit and that w- that was the point where it was like, okay, there's no, you know, I, I had all these excuses before, <laughs> right. I had all these excuses before, like, I don't have enough time. Like work's too busy. My life's mm-hmm. too busy. I can't do it. Uh, but now work, work was dead, right? There was, there was no work. <laughs> Everything was shut down. And so that, that was the point where it was like, okay, time to answer those calls that have been calling me for the last two years mm-hmm. and, and serve this thing that I, I just really just feel pulled towards doing. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. So life just like, was like, do it now. <laughs> And how does it feel then to be on the other side of it? I, uh, you know, it's, it's good, man. And it's, it's, uh, if it just feels, here's what I'd say is it, it feels right. You know what I mean? There's no, in, in doing it, there's, there's no hesitation in, in terms of like, is, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing this right? Like it, it just feels good. Mm-hmm. Much like I think, you know, my experience with relationships, right? If if you're in a relationship that um, is it not sitting right with you, it's probably there's probably something off there. But if it just feels like, no, this is the right place to be, mm-hmm. even if the, there's not sparks and mate, you know, and and amazing chemistry or whatever it is, mate, it, it just it just is that kind of inner peace in, in mm-hmm. doing it that that feels good. It's just. Yeah, that, that's how I'd kind of describe it, I suppose. So you spoke about going deeper and talking about the soul. I want to touch on that for, for a moment. And the reason why I want to touch on that is because slowing down allows us to come into our body. Yes. But when we go into our body more, I find that I hear something more. Mm. And in the hearing of that more, I'm able to access more so that the slowing down actually facilitates the speeding up. But this inverse relationship invites us to see that there's something that sits behind the body. Mm. How do you communicate your experience of that with others? Mm. Wow. Yeah, such a good question. I'm just going to feel into my body. And <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is a good question. Though. I think that... Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a practice more than anything. Mm. Feeling into the body to me is in my experience, and I'm sure everyone experiences this differently. Um, but it's a practice, right? It's like, mm. it, it's, it's realizing, 
I, I think for me, a big realization was that like the, the there's so much knowledge in the body, right? Mm. I, I was constantly trying to solve things in my head as a logical <laughs> analytical man, you know, and uh, it realizing that, you know, you can't figure it all out in your head and that, that there is, there's sensations in the body telling you this is good, follow this, or this isn't good. Don't follow this mm-hmm. or something's off about this. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it, it's hard for me to, to sit here and say like this, if you're feeling nervous, it'll show up like this. It, like it, it shows up differently for, for different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've, what the practice that, that has been powerful for me, Dan is, and I'd, I'd be curious to get your, if what your experience of this is, um, it is like feeling a sensation in my body in a certain, in a certain situation, like say something triggers me in a relationship with someone mm-hmm. and, and I, I get these, this just weird tension in my body or something. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then sitting down and journaling or just thinking about reflecting on like, what, why did I feel that way? Why mm-hmm. did that, that nervous system response pop up when they, you know, said this to me? Mm-hmm. And it brought up, and then, and then you think back and you're like, oh, right. Cause when I was 14 mm-hmm. and you know, the teacher yelled at me mm-hmm. about this similar thing and, and it, and it's interesting. And then from that, I think that's where awareness comes from. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just this ever um, growing connection with the body and with building awareness around why we feel the way we do. I'm with you wholeheartedly. And, and there's something that I want to just highlight for the listeners is that the journaling serves multiple purposes for me. A, having an expression point for the energy in the moment. But then also I go back every Saturday and read my journal entries for the week before. Oh, and yeah. I highlight any key points. And then at the beginning of a new month, I look at the highlights from the month that's before. Mm. So I have those multiple touch points back to what I've journaled on. And what I often find is the repeat occurrences of a particular response can be tracked. And then I can see where the trigger points are. And then I can actually say, well, how did I show up? And I can have an honest dialogue with myself about what I contributed to the situation. Um, what boundaries I didn't set that allowed them to be (laughs) dishonored, Um, where I am at vibrationally in order to even invite that experience into my life in the first place and to look at what shifts I want to make accordingly. But awareness requires reflection and reflection requires something to be recorded. And so for me, journaling definitely is, is is a power move in terms of being able to, to have that space to reflect and therefore um, uh, do something different. That's, that's really cool. Really cool. Uh, you can look back at, at those keywords. Do, do you use like a, an app or, or some type of program to do that? Do you know what I used to do that? And now I found pen and paper to be mm, yeah. really old powerful. school. I've got, so I've got some, I've got some things like I've got this really cool app called Illuminate, which I'll send yeah. you a link for. It's really, really cool app that it, have you ever done a Lucia light treatment? No, no. So Lucia light is really cool. Um, so you lie down and it's this light that pulsates and it actually activates and creates psychedelic experiences. So your eyes are closed, but there's this light pulsating in a certain pattern, a certain type of light that actually wow. works to activate your pineal gland. It creates psychedelic experiences without the use of drugs. It's really right. cool. So the the device is pretty expensive. A friend of mine has got one. She's actually got a business. She does it down in Florida. 
Um, and I've done it with her a couple of times when we've been together, but now Luminate actually recreates. It's not going to be as potent as doing with the full device, but it recreates using the light on your camera, the pulsation to actually create psychedelic Wow. And then it's got like a journaling thing after. So I do it a couple of times a week. Um, yep. I check in with what I want to do it before bed, like five, 10 minutes. With the full setup with, with Shayla, I do like an hour under the light, but I do like five, 10, 15 minutes. But it gives you the opportunity to journal in the app afterwards about your experience. So I use that because I'm not going to go in, in the dark, look for my pen and paper. I just quickly sort of <laughs> jot in. Right. But right. in terms of yeah. like my regular daily journal practice, pen and paper all the way. Mm. You, you Apple pen and paper. Love it. Um, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not, none of the above. And that's why I, add, so I, I just use the notes on my, ah. I, Dan, I'm, a, I'm not even a, I, I wouldn't even say I journal in the pro in the typical sense of journaling. But I, I just, like I say, when I, when I feel something significant, I'll just like pull out my, my phone and mm-hmm. go into the notes and then just, and just write whatever the, the hell is coming up. And, uh, that's, that's kind of what I do, but it's super unstructured. And that's why when you brought up like, Oh, I sir, I, I know keywords from past journalists. And I'm like, <laughs> I've got Dude, if I was looking back on my, <laughs> I've got Asperger's, but I, I can't function without the structure, but you know, I think there's something beautiful about the rawness, the raw unfiltered, just letting it out, which I think, yeah. I think some practices have lost their authenticity because they've gotten too fancy. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Right. They're no longer this raw expression of mindfulness and spirituality. It's mm. oh, I'm, now I'm going to enter into the, the fourth house of dialogue or the blah, 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 blah versus mm-hmm. I've just had something come up. I'm going to sit down and just get it out, which is what journaling was supposed to be. Right. Not, right. Oh, did you use the correct punctuation and did you correctly header it? And did you put the date and blah, blah, totally. blah. Totally. Yeah. Still that, that's putting you out of just being present and real and raw and just getting out absolutely yeah Mm. so if there's a way to blend our two methods mine which is super unfiltered but also unorganized and yours which is (laughs) what's what's that super autistic i would just look (laughs) once like once a week just sit back and look at what you've written and is there something there that they're common things are there Mm. any common threads have I been showing up a certain way consistently that's leading to a cut? But I won't be able to see that. And so I'm looking at what those situations are. Mm, right. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, what's what's on this note, it's super random, but I, I went for a run the other day mm-hmm. and on a, on a garbage disposal bin was, was ri- someone spray painted on a garbage disposal bin, know thyself. <laughs> and I was running by, it was early in the morning. And I'm like, damn, that's deep. And I, I stopped, I took a picture of it, but I'm like, that, that's it. That's the goal right there. Know thyself. I, I find it amazing that a line from the matrix, you saw in a garbage truck, just go. <laughs> <run>. <laughs> that's amazing. If anyone was doubting that the universe speaks to us in the randomest of ways, just yeah. remember Mitch getting a message from God on the side of a, <laughs> of a dustbin. <laughs> To that point, um, what's been most impactful for you in terms of coming to know yourself? Mm. 
in, in terms of a or what, something what that has been impactful a practice oh, okay. a thing a book an idea a podcast episode a person just something i don't want to put oh. the pressure of the thing just the something thing, that's yeah there. totally the totally thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, to, to be honest, I think it's a, there is no thing there. Mm-hmm. There's a, but it's a, a multitude of things. Like it's, I, a big one was, was therapy. A big mm-hmm. one was, um, joining a men's group. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, a big one was just deepening the relationships I already have in my life. Mm-hmm. It, like, quite honestly, like I think of it as 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 just trying to hold up as many mirrors as possible mm-hmm. in my life, and and then there's there's a bunch of different ways to get to that. And to me, you know, in my experience, some of those are like like I say, therapy. Like a lot of the times, we can't hold up these mirrors for ourselves because we're biased, right? Yeah. We don't want to see. We don't want to see the deep, dark, <laughs> ugly stuff about us. Even if we think we do, we don't, right? We don't. And so that's why like relationships, you mm-hmm. know, deep connections with friends who can be honest and straight up with you mm-hmm. about what, you know, what you're going through and what, what, mm-hmm. what they see with you made the men's group. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously journaling, there are, they, I shouldn't say there's no things, but yeah, there are listening some things. to podcasts, you can, <laughs> you can bring some self-awareness to yourself. But mm-hmm. um, I think that that piece of like doing your own, your own work, right. Mm-hmm. In, in digging into content, and, and journaling and reflecting, but also bringing in these other parties who can can also hold you accountable and look at you and provide that that mirror is 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 what's been powerful for me. Beautiful, you know, um, this whole thing about mirrors is powerful. One of the things I always love to remember, and I always say this. We haven't even seen our own face. We've seen a reflection of it. We've seen a picture of it, but we've never actually seen our two faces. So where I've seen my hand, I've never seen my own face. So if I've not even seen my own face, I've not seen my own back, I've not seen parts of my physical body, how can I then assume that I'm going to see parts of the unseen in their entirety? The likelihood is really low. And so having those externalized eyes just makes sense. Mm -hmm. It just makes sense. Yeah. And, and on top of that, like we only have our own perspective, right? Exactly. We only have the knowledge and experiences that we've collected. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might not even, you know, we, we, we have blind spots, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. something that's become very apparent to me is I have a lot of blind spots mm-hmm. and that that's where that, that piece of bringing someone else in who maybe don't have that same blind spot and can easily, they look at, they take one look at me and they're like, Oh, yeah, you you know you react like this in these scenarios. I'm like, damn, I do. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, it's so funny you use the, the term blind spot. I started. Um, I'm doing a, another run of hypnotherapy with a dear friend of mine, Nathan, because I've got mm. some behavioral patterns I want to I want to just sort of dig up and, and transmute. And I had worded it differently. He's like, oh, you've got blind spots. I'm like, wow, I had a blind spot in even knowing that the word was blind spot for the situation <laughs> that I came to get some help for. It's like, wow, the blinds, that's like a double blind, you know, instead of a double bind, a double blind, like I was blind to the blind spot. But um, having those outside sets of eyes, outside perspective, like you said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we're always going to have some kind of bias, whether it's deliberate or, or not, whether it's even disempowering or not. Sometimes we can have positive bias, but there's always going to be a skewed bias because of the lens that we're seeing through. Total the stories we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, do, so this reminds me of when you were on my show, and we you were telling me, I, I we brought up that you 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 
recently had had your first kid, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I asked you if that brought up anything for you in terms of like, but basically blinds like in terms of holding up mirrors. Mm-hmm. And I think you you said that. Oh no, to this point, he's he's been amazing. Like he's been. <laughs> <laughs> an exemplary kid is that i'm curious if that, that was a probably a, over a month ago is that still the case yeah he's starting to get more cheeky now was really funny i'll give you an example that happened this week yeah. so ethan is a really quiet baby like people always comment about how quiet he is one of our neighbors heard like well i actually heard the baby sometimes i wouldn't think it was a baby <laughs> we're at the beach club last weekend and the, there was a couple that were on the bed next to us and they were like we've never seen a baby that's so quiet because he just, he's just really chill, like super duper chill. He just really right. observes and looks around. In the evenings, he fusses a little bit when he's starting to get restless. His eyes go like this and he starts to go like that. And he's, and that's yeah, when he starts yeah. to talk a bit more. But uh, the other day he was doing his thing and I normally know, okay, it's that time. We need to hold him a little bit, you know, mm. we have some dialogue, we talk or sit down with him or I have to hold him a certain way, but nothing was working. I was mm. like, this is really interesting. His diaper was clean. Mm. Uh, and even when he's like got a messy diaper, he would like say, he'll make like a certain sound like, hey, come and check my diaper. He doesn't like cry. Mm. If he's hungry, <laughs> he's got like a certain series of sounds he does. And he's only sick. if you don't feed him, then he starts to get louder. He doesn't go straight to crying. It's very wow. rare that he goes straight to crying. But he was like doing this half crying, fussing thing and nothing was working. It was like, is he not well? What's, what's up? And his mum said, let me take him and see what's wrong. As soon as his mum took him, he stopped. And then he looked at me and he just did this smiley face and started making funny faces at me. I was like, you cheeky little kid. <laughs> He's mocking you. Yeah. He's, he's just, he's, and he's got like this little, like this little cheeky streak that we could see building up. But other than that, he continues to be really chill. The, there's been this whole new level that I've had with observing him observing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't remember what it was like to be a baby. And I even look at my stepdaughter who's five. I'm like, I don't remember what it was like right. to be five years old. And yet right. this is a critical time for the formation of the neural pathways for what he's going to be able to step into as an adult. Mm, yeah. She's at a critical time for being on that precipice of forming an analytical function of really seeing what's going to click in about her personality. But we don't remember any of it. And that's helped me to have so much more compassion for everyone else because the time that the neural pathways are being developed for who they are today, when they were building out the personality of who they are today, they don't remember it. They don't know what inputs they were taking in. I mean, we're very conscious in terms of the environment that we keep in the house for the kids, but not everybody else has that. Right. Right. We're conscious of like how we talk to them and the tonality that we use in our body language and the words that they use and talking to amazing. Everybody had that. So it's just to let me have so much more compassion for myself and for other people knowing that we don't remember that time of life when so much of who we are was being formed. That's yeah. That's a powerful thing. It's I I've noticed that from it, it. Well, and I'm curious to ask you about this, but I've noticed that as I get older mm-hmm. and I, I get to know people who are, who are parents, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm more at the age where, you know, it was, I, I'm not a father myself, but you know, but I, but I have the responsibility. Like I, I I'm an adult, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and in doing Sometimes. that, I, I've grown. Yes. Usually <laughs> I, I've grown, I've grown a compassion for my parents, you know, mm-hmm. in, in understanding more, clearly what they went through, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
Mm -hmm. Whereas maybe previously I I maybe held some resentment for some of that stuff, but I'm wondering it with you, you know, did, did you from now raising, you know, your own child have more compassion for your, your father, perhaps. Yeah. 100%. Even down to like my dad worked a lot and I see within my, my dad's got a lot of kids. Right. But I even see like this obsession with wanting to make sure that, they're provided for like right. he's four months old and I'm already thinking you know what school is he going to go to have we taken care mm-hmm. of that you know trust fund is set up like he's four months old mm-hmm. so looking at that has been great even looking at the dynamic of the relationship energetically mm, yeah it's like wow he's going to learn to be a man based on how I treat his mum and how I treat his sister wow yeah. He's going to learn how to treat the women in his life based on what he sees is acceptable. Mm-hmm. Based on the boundaries that I set for other people, he's learning at an unconscious level what boundaries he's going to set for people too. Like right. I'm, I'm like the blueprint that he's going to build off. You're modeling that. He doesn't even yeah. know it. Yeah. So, crazy. Very crazy. Do you want to have kids? I do. Yeah. I would like to be, uh, yeah, my... Yeah, my my one of my greatest I, goals, I guess, is to be a, a father, for sure. Beautiful. Yeah, not not anytime in the immediate future. Let me clarify that. Not like tomorrow, but uh, at some point. <laughs> I'll give I'll give you a tip. One of my one of my old mentors gave me a tip. I was how old are you now? I'm uh, almost twenty eight. So I was twenty four when I got this advice. Mm-hmm. He said to me, get it all out of your system. <laughs> mm, right. Go and have all the fun you want to have. Go and have those weird threesomes. Go and have a, a, <laughs> as many lads holidays as you can get. Get drunk, get it all out of your system and see how pointless it all is. Right. Then find yourself a good woman mm-hmm. and go and sit down knowing that it's all out of your system. But don't even think about getting into something with a good woman until you got it out all out of your system. Now, I'm not as extreme as that. Right, I'm going to say, right. get it out of your system. <laughs> be yeah. conscious of what you're stepping into. <laughs> so not have it in your system. Or at least be honest with the people that you're into whilst you still have some of it in your system. But definitely make time for you to have the experiences that you're not going to want to look back on and say, oh, did I really fully get it mm-hmm. done? Because mm-hmm. that, did I, did I not? will drain your availability to be present here with your family. I mean, I'm now 37 years old. I'm 37 years Mm -hmm. old. But I can, I don't need to like, I don't want to dump the kids and go off and have a lad's holiday because I've had lad's holidays. Right, right. I wanted to run off to the club and pop my bottles. I've done Right, been there, done that. So I can just be more present Mm. at home, present to my responsibilities I've stepped into Mm-hmm. I don't have these things that I haven't tried to explore. I've had my adventures already. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I feel like I've been, that's something I've been very conscious of through my twenties is like, mm-hmm. I've, you know, I, I dug <laughs> had, into that, had, maybe pushed <laughs> that envelope too far at times. <laughs> but uh, I do wonder that about, you know, dudes I know who in their early twenties, you know, maybe they had a year or two of that, but mm-hmm. probably, I, I don't know, but probably didn't get it all out of their system. Mm-hmm. And now, and then they locked it in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
And I'm like, isn't there part? And I know everyone's different. Some people yeah. might not have any desire mm-hmm. to to have those kind of experiences mm-hmm. and live the you know the the twenties. But but uh, yeah, part part of me wonders like, is there a part of them when they're forty that's going to be like, damn, I wish I you know just let loose a little when I was twenty three. And you know what? I think a part of that comes down to the identity that we hold. Yeah. So for example, I've only ever had drugs once and it was a complete accident. Um, I've just never really been interested. Yeah, it was an accident. (laughs) Do you want to hear the story? Please. (laughs) Hopefully I'm not going to get censored for this story. So um, I was out with some people. I'm not going to go into any more detail about that because then it will say who they were, but they were drug users. I was not, but someone had MDMA in their drink. Oh, there was a gram of MDMA in the drink. And I got the drink mixed up with mine and necked a Belvedere and cranberry that had a gram of MDMA. Remember, I've not even tried weed before. What? Oh, straight straight to the hard stuff. Straight to the hard stuff and a whole gram of it down my neck. So that was a... Suffice to say, I I didn't understand why people paid for the experience afterwards, given that was the experience. (laughs) It was a mess. It was was not enjoyable here. There was vomit and lost memories. Oh, God. Yeah. That's the only time. But... That's just me. So for me, for example, yeah. oh, I want to try what sex is on cocaine. I'm not really, it's like, yeah, yeah I'm all right. Right, right. And it's not like even a judgment about those experiences. I'm just not really, it's not really part of my thing. Totally, totally. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, think yeah, yeah I, I get to that. Mm. Totally. Everyone, everyone's got a, I don't know, scope of what, what they have an interest in, right? Yeah. And I, I would agree. Mine stops well short of... Uh, <laughs> having sex on cocaine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I've, I've heard from Sharon Stone and Michael Douglas in Basic Instinct that it's supposed to be pretty interesting. It's, but it's good. <laughs> we're not condoning drug use, by the way, just in case. Someone, Noted. No, you're telling us to condone. No, I'm not yeah. doing it. I'm just saying, <laughs> don't do drugs anyway. Public <laughs> so let's come back to you and what you're doing because. Being a young dude, being a dude, like you said, who's just Mm -hmm. wants more from life. You're going out, you're serving, you're giving people the opportunity to learn from people as you're learning from them too, I assume, and Mm -hmm. to expand your experience. Mm -hmm. But what is it? You express that you want to be a dad at some point. Do you feel that there's something overarching or macro about what you want to live or how you want to live or what you want to get from your life? Or do you relish the experience of just sort of riding along with it? Oh, man, good question. I, I think that uh, he, what I'm obsessed with, and I, I talk about this on the podcast a lot, is integrity, the word mm-hmm. integrity, like, which goes back to what the dump, the, the garbage receptacle <laughs> said to me, which is know, know thyself. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's where integrity comes. That's where you can build integrity from. But you, you, you can't live in my mind, but you know, in my mind, that's the goal, right? Mm. It's step one, getting to know thyself. And I shouldn't say steps. It's a lifelong process, right? Mm -hmm. That's constantly changing. Um, but it's, you know, digging in every day into knowing myself more and to building more self-awareness. And then from that living as much in alignment and authentically with, with what, you know, I know to be true and what I believe to be true about who I am and what, you know, what I want to serve 
on this earth. And what I, what I've found in my, you know, limited number of years on this planet is that like the, the closer I get to that, to integrity, mm. the, the better I feel like the, mm. the more I'm just, I'm not, I feel like when I'm living out of it, it's, I, I, I end up in this place where I'm just looking forward to the weekend or I'm looking forward to, you know, the, the these happenstance things that happen every week, vacations, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm moving towards integrity, it's like every day is awesome, you know, mm. and I shouldn't, I should, there's still bad days. Of course. Cool. Like, you know what I mean though? Mm-hmm. Like every day is like awesome. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just doing what I want to be doing. Like, this mm. is great. And, uh, yeah, and and so that 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 simply put, I guess, is is what I what I'm anchor of integrity. Yes, yes, sir. I love that. I love that. I love that. Is that something that came to you, um, on your journey of learning to slow down, so that you can support other people slowing down, or is that something that led you to going to slow down? Do you think? Ooh. I I think uh, no. I I think step one was for me was, was slowing down because I needed mm-hmm. to, you know, mm-hmm. I have attended, I'm a, a type a, you know, get it, go get the thing, work yeah. hard, grind around mm-hmm. the club, whatever. That's my tendency. Mm-hmm. And so learning to slow down was, was huge. That, that was the first thing just in, in allowing me to be a balanced ish human being mm-hmm. um, on a day-to-day basis. And then, you know, from, I think, and then from that place of, of going through that, I think, I think to have awareness, you need to be slowed down, like truthfully, mm-hmm. right. To, to really get to know yourself. You can't feel what you're experiencing in the moment. If you're in, okay, next thing, what's the next thing on my to-do list? What's, and you're just in your head, right. You need mm-hmm. to be in the body. And I think that's why that slowing down piece, um, which is a constant process and I constantly need reminders of, right. But that that's why that piece was so important is is to slow down and then mm. operating from that place gives me the freedom and flexibility to to get to know myself, to explore all these things, to mm. actually take things in, you know. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um starting to wrap this up. I just want to just speak a bit more about your mission, what you do with the podcast and really give people that are going to be aligned with it, the opportunity to, to tune in. So talk to us a bit more. How can people connect with the podcast? Um, what can they expect in an episode? Totally. Uh, yeah. appreciate that. It's so in terms of the podcast um, connecting with it, I'm, I'm on Instagram. It's slowdown.man is the, the Instagram handle. Go follow us there. A lot, lot of, uh, I, I post little video clips every week of, of new episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in terms of listening to the podcast, it's available on all, all platforms. There's a website, www.slowdownman.com mm-hmm. um, if you want to dig in more. But but in terms of what to expect on an episode, it's it's kind of conversations like we're having right now. <laughs> they maybe don't have a full structured uh, and, and this goes back to what we were talking about before, right? Like with journaling, it's like, if you structure it too much, yeah. you, there's, there's not room for authenticity is what I find. Mm. And then that's intentionally why, you know, the, the slowdown man is very unstructured mm-hmm. and I'm assuming as well, why yours is your, your show is so successful and is a very authentic place of sharing. Um, but yeah, it's just casual conversations off the cuff mm. around, uh, topics that, that hopefully will help uh, 
help build better dudes. Amazing. Amazing. So guys, head over to slowdownman.com, slowdown.man on Instagram. We'll make sure that we pop those in the show notes. I'm also going to make sure that we pop a link to the episode I did on Mitch's uh, show so you can click in, tune in. Be sure to follow it, subscribe, listen to an episode or two at least, and then go and give him a rating and review. We'd really appreciate that. Mitch, is there anything that you want to leave with the listeners before we start to wrap this up today? Ooh. Um... No, just, you know, if, if anyone um, want, wants to connect with me directly as well, there's a contact form through the website. Beautiful. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to chat or if anyone just wants to connect and, and chat, you know, feel free. I'm an open book. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, guys, you heard it here first. Go over in there and check out check out what's going over there with slowdownman.com and slowdown.man over on Instagram. Tune in, check out the episode I did with Bitch and hear the other half of this conversation. Guys, we're going to be here at the same time next week with another episode of Do It With Dan. It mean the world to me if you uh, shared this episode with a man that could do with hearing this conversation. Uh, really appreciate you also continue to support the podcast of your ratings and reviews. That means the world to me. But most importantly, share this with someone who this will support. Until next time, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Messages from the universe can be on the side of a dump truck, and sometimes you just need to slow down. Bye for now. Love it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.